Hi, this is Tris Hussey. Welcome to another episode of Inside Trapeze. This is the rebroadcast of a director's cut, a conversation I had with Tired Dvorak, product director for MPS, and Terry Bills of Esri, talking about data. Data for mobility planning and scheduling. Data that's going to help agencies create better, more equitable, and more inclusive services for their communities that are really going to benefit us all. Thank you both for joining joining me today. And we're going to talk about data, GIS data specifically, in transit agencies. So I only have two questions for us today. The first one is going to be, well, what can agencies do with geographic data to help them in their in their world and in their lives? What is you know, what's great about it? And then the next question after we go that is like, well, why aren't more people doing it? So let's start the first one. What can transit agencies do with geographic and other, you know, the data essentially that it would come from Esri? Right. So, um, yeah, great question. And when I talk to planners, to IT people, to CIOs, to transit agencies, uh, the big issue that they really struggle with is, is with data. And I think we all understand that it is data that really is going to make transit agencies more effective, better at designing more effective routes, monitoring their own performance, and and really it, it is information. It's data and information that's the centerpiece of really improving your performance at a transit agency. So really starting on the on the planning side, the ability, uh, we at Esri spend a great deal of time literally curating data, uh, not just census data, obviously we have that, but really very, very detailed data, consumer behavior, uh, a whole range of data sources that really allow a transportation planner to really understand the mobility patterns of people within the city and, and really how they can leverage that data to really design more effective and more productive routes. And, and you know, so that's from that to really how do you use all of the data within your own organization really feed that back and how do you monitor your performance so that really the most successful transit agencies that I know are ones that are really you know strongly dedicated to how do I continuously improve my performance how do I continuously improve customer satisfaction and all of that really depends on data and information and ultimately all of that is spatial. So that's the sort of the way that we see the world. And I think that it's it's um, the ability to leverage all of that data is really what I think is going to make transit agencies more effective and more productive. I 100% agree with that. And ultimately, when I think about data, I think of how to make it complementary and find the connections between it. So, for example, like Gary mentioned, um, almost all data is spatial and even transit data i i would argue all of it should be or can be traced back to a spatial component um because basically we're saying in transit scheduling is where is a vehicle and driver going to be at a given time um and where they're going to be is a place in space and so ensuring that the data that we have is complementary is super important to ensuring that we can make smart decisions and understand the impacts of those decisions. There's very different data we're talking about using when it comes to making those decisions. We have the spatial data, 
we have the operational data, um, and then we have the the other part of the operational data, which is built on top of the first operational data. So we can have these kind of di very different uh, data sets, but they all can be connected. It's hard, but it can be done. And when it is done, it's incredibly powerful because it not only helps you decide what you can do, but what you should do because you're always balancing trade-offs as a planner and scheduler. You're always operating in a world of limited resources and ensuring that you're being as effective as you can, meeting your goals um, is a huge challenge and requires a lot of data to do. So therefore, making sure they're complementary, connected, and correlated is frankly critical. I, the the thing that reminds me of both of what both of you were saying uh, the last episode of Transit Tech, I was talking to Farouk Mansouri, who's a lead data scientist at Trapeze, and he was talking about the more data you can put together, the the richer the story is, and the more pieces. I think uh, when I've looked at uh, as Tyler and I've been working on an ebook uh, on for MPS and the future of MPS with with Esri data, like one of the 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 charts that continually blows my mind is that chart where it shows how far can you go in a given set of time from a, from a given place. And to me, that is one of the most fascinating parts of data for inclusiveness and equality in a transit system. You go like, wow, people from this part of the part of the city really can't get very far, very fast. Why? And I think that that's just a powerful thing. Yeah, I, ultimately, I, I think that's one of the central issues that just about every transit agency is grappling with is, is really how do we provide an equitable service and, and equitable accessibility? And that's accessibility to jobs, to schools, to shopping, to healthcare, to a wide range. And we actually have the tools to do that in a way that we can really look at those accessibility issues and we can really begin to really understand how we can create and, and design much, much more equitable systems. And I think that's really one of the central challenges that we have as we look ahead and, and as we look at transit agencies coming out of this really very difficult period over the last year, how do we rethink our service in a certain way and, and how do we look at really providing better, more efficient, and more equitable service. And all of that is fundamentally going to depend on having good data. And I think that's really the, the you know, the, one of the key advantages of, of really this partnership between Esri and Trapeze is that, you know, what we're really trying to do is to unlock all of that information and put it at the disposal of, of transit agencies in a way that they really can, in a certain sense, reinvent their service to be much more productive, much more equitable, and and uh, providing better transportation for, for all within our urban environments. Absolutely. So I'm glad you brought up, um, you know, it's not, it's the data, of course, is what allows us to leverage these super, super impactful tools that Esri has. Um, so I don't want to lose sight of the tools as well, being a huge part of this partnership, right? Bringing the data together uh, is key, but then being able to capitalize on that with industry world leading tools that Esri has uh, that make 
getting these insights quick and easy. I mean, that's one of the biggest things I, I would want to focus on is that ultimately all this data already exists. All these tools already exist. But no, you asked, I think your second question is why aren't people doing this? And not to get put get too far ahead, but ultimately it's because it's hard to do all this. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get the data all in one place. It's hard to stage it out. It's It can be hard to know what Esri tools to use and when and manage all that data. And what's amazing about Esri tools is that they're super, uh, like I mentioned, sophisticated and you can solve all kinds of problems with them. But specific to this partnership, what we can do is focus them on transit specific problems and bring those those really critical insights and power the power of GIS to the fingertips of everyday users. You don't have to be a GIS expert to get the benefits of the GIS tools, which is my ultimate goal for this partnership. Um, because as Terry mentioned, there's a lot of impacts in terms of what that really means at the end of the day, right? It's not just about tools for tools sakes, but it's about decision-making tools, allowing planners and schedulers to stand with confidence in front of the public, in front of their boards and say, hey, here's what we think we should do. And it's not my idea as a planner that I just came up with this. It's what the data is telling us we should do. Here's why I'm suggesting or presenting this material. Um, Here's how we can not just make more transit more equitable, but we can make it more usable, more reliable for customers. We talked about that network analyst uh, tool with the the cool map showing uh, how far we can get uh, Esri, I didn't know about this, so we did a proof of concept with them, can take that a step further and show how stable those zones are. And so if I'm one minute late and I miss my bus and that bus comes every 30 minutes, those zones could shrink substantially down to basically nothing. Or if the bus comes every five or 10 minutes, all of a sudden those zones are much more stable. And now I'm much more willing to use transit uh, instead of a personal car, because it actually does provide the same level of freedom of movement that a personal car does. Um, and then, so being able to visualize that, right? It's a very uh, interesting and impactful thing, you know, in theory, but being able to visualize that and then share that again with a broader audience is a whole other piece of this that, uh, that as it rings to the table, and it's, it's very exciting. Right. And, and, you know, really to, again, to your second question, I think historically it was fairly difficult. I mean, as I would talk to CIOs and IT directors, their central challenge was we, we have all this information in our organizations, but we just don't have the ability to really integrate it and, and use it effectively. And and I think that's that has fundamentally changed. And, and even we at Esri have recognized that while we have you know, really tremendous technology that gets us to other planets and all of that. The real challenge for us is how do we make it simple and usable by our, our customers? And I think that's what, uh, when when we look at the partnership with, with Trapeze, that's the challenge. So how do we put all of this power really in the hands of, of, of a non-GIS trained person? We, we want the regular planner within the agency to be able to have this powerful analytical capabilities, but not they, they don't want to spend a lot of time learning GIS. That's that's just and, and so what what we the challenge ahead of us and, and you know one that I think we're, we're successfully doing is is how do we make it simple and how do we bring all that power to use in a very straightforward, easy to use way that really delivers huge insights at 
really sort of promote barriers. And I think that's what, from our perspective, we really see as, as the advantage is that, you know, we have great expertise in GIS, Trapeze has great expertise in transit solutions. Put those two together, if we make it uh, easy to use, it's just, it's a winning combination. It seems to me, it's like I've back in graduate school, I remember uh, one of my advisors was um, a climatologist and we were working with climate models. And I was looking at the, the he was, so he had some, we, we, we always had a, like I had an arm's length touch to GIS. And I looked at this like, oh my God. Now, this was a very long time ago. This was the 90s. But it seems that, that now GIS has come to the point, like a lot of other, finally come to a lot of the point with a lot of other technologies where, you know, back in the day before PowerPoint, when you said something was camera ready copy, it literally meant it was copy that a camera was going to take a picture of. But now, oh, you need this PowerPoint deck. Here you go. Oh, you want to you want to chart in there? Fine, and it just takes a minute. It sounds like that's where GIS has gotten to, so that people can integrate and use these data. Yeah, and actually, your PowerPoint example, for example, we can actually embed embed a live map into a PowerPoint presentation that you can query, pan and zoom, all of that. So uh, it, it is the. I, I think we've all come to realize that we need to make these very powerful tools, easy to use uh, in ways that, you know, really it's not just experts that can leverage the power, but we really need to put it into the into the hands of the planners and, and for that matter, even into, you know, really so that decision makers can see and can ask the questions in real time and, and can get the answers that they need so they can ultimately make better decisions. And I think that's there's really been a huge transformation, you know, really across all technologies. And I think, you know, the, the smartphone is the greatest example. We all just pick up a smartphone and we know how to use it and we know how to use the applications on our smartphone. That's really kind of our our challenge is that how do we how do we design to that level of simplicity? And, and I think that's really kind of where we as a, as a company are really focused at how do we how do we put that kind of power into that ease of use? Yeah, I think that that sums it up really well, right? Like, make GIS a smart, like essentially as good as a smartphone. Tyler, what were you going to add to that? Yeah, no, I 100 agree with that goal. It's it's very interesting when you get a little deeper into what that user experience really kind of means. It it turns into emotional words, right? That people enjoy or are having fun using something or maybe a little less ambitious, that they're not as scared, that they feel empowered. Like there's there's some really interesting kind of behavioral things that can come with that ease of use. Um, but it's mostly, I think, confidence building that a tool that's hard to use usually means it's easy to make a mistake with it, right? Or it, it, it makes you feel like you're working for it, not that it's working for you. And so that's often how I try to make sure that the guiding light that I'm following with redesigning our products and, and working uh, with Esri to integrate these tools and these data sets in a successful way um, is, is to follow that uh, kind of guiding light that ensuring that uh, ultimately we're trying to delight users. And um, I think everyone, no matter what they're doing, uh, feels that way when they feel like they're being effective and efficient at their job. That's, that's fabulous. I mean, this is, this, this really does, you, you both have really answered that, those questions, what can you do with these data? You can do so much to understand 
people, to provide better service, to make it more equitable, just everything. It makes it easier to do those what-if scenarios. And the, But the barrier had been the software has been too hard. And I think we finally got to a point where that barrier is is no longer there, that you can, you can do everything like uh, explain why are we changing this route and show the public this is why we're doing this and this is why it's better. I think it's it's fantastic, and and ultimately, I, I think we at, at at Esri feel like GIS also helps you tell a really strong, compelling story and communicate more effectively with your customers, and and that's really I think where transit agencies ultimately need to do a better job. I mean, they really need to find a way to effectively communicate with their customers. And in a two-way dialogue, and and so that you know, when and again, when I look at agencies that are what I consider to be the most effective, like I said, I mean, they are really, really focused on how do we take that feedback from our customers, how do we take the feedback from our own performance, and how do we use that to continuously make our service better and better and more really meet our customers' needs. And, and that's the signpost in my mind of an effective transit agency that's that's successful. And, and that all depends on, on data and information and communication. Yeah, that's one piece maybe that uh, from the, the data communication piece. Yeah, not just uh, being able to communicate to stakeholders, um, but I think one key piece, especially specific to Esri's Product offering is that you know ArcMap and Esri's suite of tools is used so extensively in the public realm, um, and so often we'll see. I'll see. Uh, I've experienced this myself as an intern that transit planners and city planners don't talk to each other enough or even at all, which is wild, right? We have transportation land use folks or transportation transit and then transportation planners not talking to each other, which is even more wild. Um, they clearly have a lot they can help each other with. And I'm sure each group would love to work with each other more. Um, so it goes back to making it easy. One of the biggest things they'd want to do or want to do is share their data. And Esri can facilitate that with its common platform and common data model. Um, it's amazing what we'll be able to do to ensure that we're bringing in relevant data. Each each side of the, the uh, public equation, right, uh, is able to bring in data. Uh, my dream, my my goal would be that the engineering department or the city uh, works department can communicate road closures and construction projects ahead of time. Um, I think we've all probably had an experience, not necessarily on a bus, but maybe on a bus where wondering, it looks like the driver's finding out that this road's under construction at the same time we are. Don't these people talk to each other? Um, that's endemic, I would say, throughout uh, society and, and a lot of different places, but it's certainly a solvable problem when it comes to transit. And it goes back to being super effective and building the public's confidence in transit's uh, ability to, to deliver a higher level of service. Right. And, and Tyler, I think you, you raise a, an outstanding point. One of the messages that I make is that in most cities, you have literally different agencies, disconnected agencies. You have a highway department that's responsible for the roads. You have the transit agency that may be responsible for the buses. And in some cases, you even have a separate agency that's responsible for the metro. And, and you know, no one is coordinating that. Not, and, and so 
one of the trends that I have seen is that really, again, some of the smarter cities are beginning to define a new mobility coordinator within the city. And the job of that mobility coordinator is how do I literally make sense and how do I coordinate these different agencies that I have a much more integrated strategy for solving the city's mobility issues rather than having these three or five different agencies that really aren't talking, they're not sharing data. And as you know, as Tyler, a small example, you know, but that happens all the time. It's even worse when, you know, literally there's not communication between those agencies. And I think that's what, again, we see as what this potentially opens up is how do, how do we begin to create that better dialogue between those agencies and, and so that you can have a more effective sort of integrated and collaborative strategy to, to, to really solve our mobility problems. Because let's face it, I mean, it, it, it's not going to get less and less congested in our cities. And that, that's true worldwide. So we have to come up with better ways to, to address these issues. And I think it's ultimately it's better communication better use of technology that's that's really going to help make us more effective and, and be able to meet these challenges and, and i think that's that's in my mind that's the central smart city challenge is how do we solve our mobility problems that are becoming worse and worse and more and more congested and how do we make our cities more livable more sustainable and ultimately again that's that's going to require data information and better thinking to, to solve those, those issues. Terry and Tyler, thank you so much for your time. This was, we could talk for hours. We don't have hours. And this is so engaging as a data, as a data geek and nerd myself. Um, I really appreciate your time. I think you've, our listeners will really start to think about, Hey, why aren't we using technology? And let's, think about how we're using technology and data. So this has been fabulous uh, for, for me and I've learned a ton. Thank you so much. <laughs>